0: That's a Shame is brought to you by the people who support us over at patreon.com slash shame city. If you have a dollar, two dollars, a dollar to spare, join us
1: again at patreon.com slash shame city, please.
0: Hello and welcome to That's a Shame, this very good podcast that you love to listen to, don't you? People do. That's meant, what I'm hearing. I meant you, in oh me. I did. I I do listen to our I show. Don't. I do. I've really fallen off. That's okay. I,
1: I I listen. It's one of very few podcasts that I do listen uh-huh. to. Mostly to just make sure that you know we're not putting out. For we're, yeah, we're not putting out any. <laughs> Any really dubious content. Plus, I, you know, we record and then I leave the room and then Isaac fiddles about and, and puts it up and uh, I just yeah. need to make sure it's that he's editing, not editing that process. I just need to make sure that he's not editing in yeah. anything, anything Untwart. really,
0: anything horny with AI anything, these days. We I could not make you say anything exactly, and, and with I don't, the bank of words that you have said, I don't. Oh, some really anything. <laughs> truly anything. It's interesting that you do that check for dubious content, but you do allow. It's like your filter is not calibrated properly because you did allow a whole episode about dogging just two weeks ago. Yeah,
1: to, well... To kind of get out there into the world. To be fair, that was okay because most of the bad
0: stuff in that you were saying. True. So I didn't and mind also it was so reported much. speech. So, right. so I was just telling you what the doggers were about. <laughs> what they were saying. Now, it's been a fortnight and what a fortnight it's been. Where to start? Let's not even bother. No. Um... We've got a brand new episode, and yes, it's very exciting. I just want to quickly plug our other podcast that we're doing, Big Bad Books, every other Sunday, shame.city slash books. You can go and check out. We're doing Ready Player Two, and there'll be more plugs at the end. But yeah, do check that out. I think you'll probably like it if you like this. I really don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah. Declan's prepared something huge today. Big. Um, I've seen a research document sprawling across the walls of the flat, like a serial killer's lair.
1: With little like red, pins and yeah. red red string. It was
0: it was supposed to be red string, but they'd run out so you had strawberry laces. It was a very <laughs> DIY situation.
1: But having taken it down, I had Let me tell you, quite the feast.
0: An absolute confectioner's delight. That's actually not true. I haven't eaten today and it's really getting to me. Huge. (laughs) Hopefully you'll hear that energy in the show. Why don't you put us out of our misery or begin a brand new misery Mm. as you tell us, Declan, what we are doing. I'm Isaac, by the way. That's Declan. What we are talking about right now. We're going to be talking about R. Kelly's trapped in the closet oh, oh <laughs> no. okay my first big question is why like Pardon? what brought this to mind i'll tell you what brought it to mind i um
1: i've been going through a phase of rewatching a lot of stuff uh-huh. and one such thing
0: is it like when you're at the end of your life and you see all your memories flash before you
1: it's not like that no because okay, it's not checking. it's not things of me mm-hmm. it's just things i have seen
0: it's like a highlights reel of things you've witnessed
1: one of those things is uh loads of the Charlie Brooker stuff.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: he he did a, a special back in the Screen Wipe days yeah. um, called Screenwipe USA. Oh. And in that, he mentions and shows a clip from Trapped in the Closet. Uh-huh. And I had kind of always assumed that that was a bit.
2: Because
1: like, <laughs> oh, I just no. had not believed. But then I, I had a little look and looked into it and watched it all.
0: You watched all of it? I've That's watched all impressive. of it.
1: Um, it's long well it? I've watched I've watched the the initial 22
0: and how of, long is each th- one of there,
1: these are there only like between two and three an minutes of content, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's like 90 minutes I think feature um, and but there isn't there is there's another 11 but they're locked well, they're behind lost. a paywall, I'm no. afraid. So, um, no, I, you really I wasn't. cannot
0: morally justify giving R. Kelly a single penny. I panel.
1: cannot no. So I, I haven't, but let me tell you, there's more than enough content in the ones that I've seen. Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually not going to be talking too much about what happens in it because I don't want to spoil it for people. I, yeah, I must want people it. to go and see it. Um, but I think that it's quite a nice lens for looking at the madness that goes on in art. Our- and specifically the madness that goes on inside
0: the head of R Kelly mm. um and also there's a kind of ancillary like meta commentary we could bring up, which is that I feel like people haven't been talking about how weird trapped in the closet is enough no like even even at the time, it was like people sort of thought it was funny, but it's not it's actually not that funny the The weird thing about it is it's not really anything, it's yeah apart from just profoundly odd. Throughout.
1: Really strange, (laughs) really strange. So some background for those listeners who don't know. Yeah. Um, What is Trapped in the Closet? That's the first part today. Trapped in the Closet is a self-described hip hopper. Oh, I didn't know you Mm. described it as that. By American R&B singer R. Kelly. Yeah. It's broken into chapters, 33 of them, as I said, uh, that were released between 2005 and 2012.
0: Wow, I didn't know it was over such a long period. Yeah,
1: so he released um the initial five were on uh, his album uh TP.3 Reloaded.
0: Right, but when you say they're on the album. Yeah. How? Well, so that's
1: the sound. yeah, the track. Uh, okay, the track was, track was, yeah. Uh, and then they released the like videos as yeah. singles as they went along. And then later that year, he released another seven, bringing it up to 12. Right. And then two years later in 2007, he released another 10. What a year! Uh, yeah. And then, uh, in 2012, he released the sort of the next. For so the London Olympic
0: Olympics to celebrate, probably.
1: To sum it up is an impossible task. Uh, one of the like articles I read about this said that it's impossible to describe because it, it isn't. there's no other piece of art that you can yeah. compare it to. The closest that I could think is if you condensed like an episode of EastEnders into a three minute mm-hmm. rap and then But you that didn't was lose it. any of the like,
0: yeah, when you say like condensed, it's properly like you've just taken the kind of waveform of the, the highs and lows beats. and squashed them. So there's still yeah. as many. But they're but just happening like back every back single back. second,
1: uh, yeah. with everyone ending on a kind of cliffhanger ending.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he has, I found out, at various points hinted at or perhaps threatened us with as many as another, and this is a quote, 51 and a half chapters. <laughs> That's <very laughs> um, funny. But for reasons that I'm sure all, all listeners will be aware yeah. of, he, he hasn't made any more since 2012. That's so weird. Yeah, very strange. So, I I want to talk a little bit about the story. Yeah. Um,
0: I can't remember it at all. Well, don't you worry. I I'm, I'm here.
1: Because the first one is, like, relatively normal.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, so, this guy, Sylvester, which is R. Kelly's middle name. Okay. Um, and he is played by R. Kelly. Nice. He wakes up in a bed that is not his own.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And he realises that he's had a one-night stand with a woman called Kathy. Okay. Who comes in. And she gives him a kiss, but he's feeling pretty shitty because he's married. Um, He goes to leave, but then Kathy's like, you can't go because what? my husband has just arrived home. He's coming up the stairs. You've you you got to hide.
0: Where does he hide?
1: Well, now get this. He initially suggests jumping out the window, uh-huh. but then Kathy reminds him in perfect meter that they, they are on the fifth floor. He <laughs> cannot be doing that. So he goes and hides in. Yeah. A closet. The eponymous closet. Um, Her husband, Rufus, comes in. And they start... Her and, like, Rufus start falling around. But then, Sylvester's phone rings in the cupboard. A classic And the chapter ends with... With Sylvester readying his gun Jesus. in the closet, he just goes Rufus for the piece. Approaches it, ready to open, and that's where the first one ends. That's all in about two and, and a half minutes. Sylvester is
0: ready to shoot this man dead.
1: He, he on the basis truly that he like, fucked
0: his wife and hid in his closet. Now, from there, the plot
1: it does Unravels. go insanely <laughs> mental. In the next seven chapters, there are five interlocking affairs. Okay. There's a gay pastor. There's a corrupt policeman. Wow. There's a man who gets shot and then is just fine.
0: It's awesome. <laughs> just the like gets reasons up. Why yeah. uh,
1: There's a cherry pie and there's there, there's so so much. Uh, but it is it's kind of it's chapter nine mm-hmm. where uh, where things really kick off. Okay. Where if 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 it's possible to even describe this thing as jumping the shark, this is where it jumps the yeah. shark. And this was the the clip that introduced me to the series. So in chapter nine, there's a police officer who's been having an affair with Sylvester's wife.
0: Oh my God. While Sylvester, Sylvester himself While was affairing elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. So I guess it's that's like, a moral of like, <laughs> look after the pennies and the pounds or watch themselves. It's really,
1: it like literally everything, every single thing that could be a plot twist happens, happens in this. Like he's he gets stopped by this guy on his way home and then it turns out he was like, He's the one who was fucking his wife. No. Anyway, for whatever reason, he's gone back to his own wife. Mm-hmm. Um, at, oh, by the way, this police officer, uh, who I can't remember the name of, but he's played by um, Michael Kenneth Williams, Ooh. who's Omar Little in The Wire.
2: Wow. That's <laughs> and, amazing.
1: Uh, yeah. He's such a good actor. <laughs> he's like an insanely
0: good That's actor. I don't know why he's here. Um, I hope you got very well compensated for the role.
1: So he, his wife is called Bridget. Okay. She's one of only a, a handful of white characters in this. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the way that the that the whole thing works is really strange because he is, like, saying all of the lines. When yeah. I say that they're played by, I just mean in the video, they are wandering around and lip-syncing oh, to yeah, whatever R. Kelly's saying. It's tracks, all just him right. saying it. Um, He's
0: like puppeteering. And then. so
1: everyone has the same voice, apart from... Like, just a select few who, for some reason, he does, like, a different voice for. Mm. And for Bridget, he does this weird, weird, like, country bumpkin, like, <laughs> accent. Um, That's quite funny. So, anyway, he's getting suspicious about her behaviour. And then there's a noise from elsewhere in the house, which she tries to pass off as the plumbing. But the cop <laughs> is having none of it. He looks around the kitchen and he realises that a piece of the cherry pie is missing. Oh, fuck. But Bridget is allergic to cherries. Oh. So he turns around and realizes she is guarding a particular cupboard. So he pushes her aside and he reaches down and this is the only bit that I'm going to play for a bit. Uh-huh. Cuz I just I do need people to be hearing what this reveal what happens in this reveal. Okay. I've got it all set up for the right time cue and everything.
0: Look, so much going on there i just for the benefit of our listening audience yeah. there's an amazing bit in that when r kelly sings now pause the moment he appears like in front of the in front of the scene yeah to camera like like he's addressing us like giving a presentation he is
1: indeed he um, comes out of a, a separate closet a yeah. secondary closet yeah um loving
0: and- the the all the different rhymes for the word cabinet that you can think yeah.
1: of. <laughs> There's so many. The the like preceding bit of dialogue from that was like, he said, move, she said, no. He said, move, she said, no. Whoa. He screamed, move, what bitch, did she move. <laughs> she, she moved. Said, oh, she did
0: eventually. Um, yeah. So this part is the, so twisted. The, the man is a midget. Not only is there a man in this closet, but the man. I is... mean, to be fair to him, that is the funniest way of revealing that. Like, it just on a pure like linguistic level, like the setup of him appearing and being like, "Now wait, let's Hang just pause, pause the scene." Like that's a quite a bold artistic choice to be like stepping in and we're going to We're going to talk of. a bit about that
1: a bit later, but yeah, it's um, that the the midget turns out to be called Big Man. <laughs> in the next episode, he shits himself. Oh, I'm sorry, it's to It's hear really that. it's so. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to go count through. count as
0: being trapped in a closet for him? Is it about different people trapped in closets well, that fit their stature? Yeah.
1: Again, this is sort of something that we're going to talk about. Um, now I thought that it would, it would be a nice like lens of looking at how mental he is mm-hmm. and that it's a good like jumping off point. Now you might be wondering, as might the listeners, um, how did he come to create such a bizarre and yeah. unique project. I am super intrigued. Well, thankfully, he's been very eloquent about his process for creating "Trapped in the Closet" uh, at an event in New York in 2007 when he debuted the like second ten chapters right. um, uh, at like a cinema in New York.
0: He Imagine said, being. There. He
1: said. He said the following. This is a quote from an MTV article. I'd like to welcome me here, Kelly said with a smile (laughs) before talking about the series. I don't know how to explain how I wrote it, he said. It just keeps rhyming and rhyming.
2: (laughs) It's like it's a curse. It's
1: like you can't stop. So just before this event, like a couple of days before, a reporter from IFC went to Kelly's house to watch the series with him. Uh, And it kind of went exactly as you'd expect. This is the quote. Uh Um, So... The Chocolate Factory is what he calls his house. It was also the name of, like, one of his albums. I will never forget the day I spent at the Chocolate Factory. You've never seen Trapped in the Closet until you've seen it sitting next to R. Kelly while he lip-syncs every line, (laughs) occasionally bursts into song, and laughs at his own jokes. I had no idea what to expect from our interview. I was very relieved he did not take the project too seriously. When I asked him where these insane ideas came from, he said, from the aliens. Oh, now, without qualification. Now, now, that may seem like a fun joke, but at, he super at the it. same event in New York a few days later, he effectively repeated the claim, saying that um he then explained that trapped seems to have taken on a life, mind, and body of its own. Wow. It's an alien, he said, grinning.
0: Okay. So, he thinks it's like a complete separate physical entity to himself now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, there was a quote from a Guardian article, also from that same event, that, where he said. Apparently, he later went on to compare himself to either Orville or Wilbur Wright, although he didn't specify which one. Saying, "I'm like that guy who invented the airplane." <laughs> <laughs> the man is confident. That's funny. Um, there was a, the the article which I can send you for show notes. Do we do that? No. Is that a thing? Cool. We'll I'm tweet, at, it. We'll I'll tweet, tweet it. it. I'll tweet it. I'll tweet it. The Guardian article is is really good is it a long read it's not that long no but it's 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 just very very funny um so there was a quote in it that um i think kind of sets up the final sort of like the the three things that i wanted to look at Uh going forward in the episode so the quote is r kelly is not an unreliable narrator he is a capricious goofball narrator and that should be a problem but it isn't It isn't because the nonsensical morality of Trapped in the Closet reflects (laughs) perfectly who R. Kelly is. When he was a 27-year-old millionaire, Kelly married a 15-year-old girl, the now-deceased pop starlet Aaliyah. I can't comprehend why someone would do that, just as I can't understand why someone would allegedly urinate on a teenager before releasing an album titled Chocolate Factory. This man has advanced beyond me.
0: (laughs) Advanced is an interesting verb. To describe this criminal man. Which...
1: Yeah, so the the three kind of like interlocking threads that I wanted to talk about uh-huh. um, going forward are the narrator. Mm-hmm. Is this a serious project or not? Yeah. And and then just a small bit about R. Kelly's crimes. Okay. <laughs> um, can I just
0: add a little... Of course you like can. This, this yeah. might come under the category of the narrator. But one of the things, just to briefly like outline my experience of Trapped in the Closet, I remember this one or two of the parts of the song has been popular in like secondary school. And the sad thing about R Kelly is that some of his songs do slap. Oh yeah. Oh no, like they Um, do. And I remember hearing about trapped in the closet at the time, but never sitting down to watch it. And it was when I was like in rehearsals for a show once that it came up as some reference point. I can't imagine how or why. <laughs> I can't imagine what I What's was doing. What on earth? <laughs> I must have been hiding were you the looking for your- <laughs> and, and someone was like, you haven't seen it. Like, you in particular. They're like, I just can't believe that. And they made me watch. I stayed like an hour watching, mm-hmm. not the whole thing, but like a significant chunk. And I feel, having called this out at the start of the episode, like the fact that we seem to have a kind of collective amnesia about it. Everyone's just brushed it to the side. Mm. I think I'm guilty of doing the same thing because it was so... It was so off the wall that I I almost haven't really ever thought about it again. Because it's like, where do you begin to unpack what, like, every single decision, and not even just, like, creative decisions, but just, like, every aspect of its creation. Its title (laughs) is a huge one. Yep. (laughs) Like, its central concept, it just, it's such a big thing. it's, It's like that thing in horror films where there's an idea that's so horrible or like you know stephen king talks about it in it that like if you look into the deadlights it's like your mind slips off the thing you like you just can't comprehend it it's that level of of just total festering madness Yes, yeah,
1: and and i think that I think that so much has happened with him personally, like beyond this, that it's somehow still managed to like eclipse it. And it's like, well, there's no point focusing on that because it's like, sure, like, of course he made this. Like he's, he's the biggest freak in the whole world. But, but when you watch it, it is such a strangely unique, like compelling feeling to just keep watching a bit more and be like,
0: what could it what, what
1: could <laughs> possibly like every every time a new character gets introduced, you're like you're just waiting to find out how many of the previous seven characters they've fucked yeah. <laughs> like how many how their like stories overlap um and like on the on the Wikipedia. There's literal, like, diagrams. They look like flowcharts <laughs> of who like knows it. who. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's insane. And, you know, the first one, the first one in, introduces Sylvester, Kathy and Rufus, right? That those are like the three characters there are. By the end of the next one, there's Chuck, who is Rufus's gay lover, who just turns up at the exact same time. <laughs> like, and then by the end of the, the sort of like the fourth one, you've got uh, Gwen who's Sylvester's wife and the cop and her, her like brother Torna and the, she's fucking the cop but the cop knows them and that it's honestly just it. it it's just <laughs> it's a lot it's, it's a so
0: lot. much I've got one question which maybe we can circle back to but um, uh, maybe you don't have an answer mm-hmm. to it who is trapped in the closet well there's we'll come yeah. sort of to that we'll come sort of to that
1: it's um, like that
0: episode of... There's like an episode of Community or something where they have a whole, like, lecture series on, like, who is the boss in Who's the Boss? Right. <laughs> and there's supposed to be one answer, but i just, yeah, I'm very curious. So
1: the the first bit is, like, that I wanted to talk about is this concept of the narrator. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, like, the first five or uh, chapters of this were just tracks on his album. Um, so that kind of, like, sets up the... The, the conceit that he is just sort of like reading this whole yeah, thing. He's, he's telling, telling this story. Um, but he also plays the main character, Sylvester, as well as playing a host of like subsidiary characters, okay. including a pimp, an old man. Wow, an old like, man. He's yeah. versatile. Um, so the other actors, as I said, they just lip sync along to the words yeah. in the music videos. So what this means is that in the videos, he also appears as the narrator in a kind of, like, all-too-on-the-nose metaphor yeah. for his own <laughs>
0: madness. So he'll be both in a scene and narrating the same scene. Yes. For example.
1: Yeah. And it's, like, it sort of makes sense at times that he would be, and it works. But it's used totally randomly. Nice. Like, entirely randomly. And sometimes it's just straight-up confusing. It's like, in I, I, having thought about it, I b- believe that the only reason why this happens is so that he can be in every video <laughs> that sometimes he just appears like so, he wouldn't have been yeah. in that other scene uh the one that we just watched a bit of unless the narrator appeared as yeah. dramatically out of the cupboard as he did there
0: which was a great moment so, uh, so it's hell it of a, a moment choice. and then
1: he goes back into the closet no way so like in the very first chapter at the right at the very beginning he is in the closet as the narrator and he's in bed as Sylvester. That's but then terrifying. later, he's in the closet as Sylvester, sometimes still narrating, <laughs> but not always. That's like, horrible. Like, he forgot himself, like, halfway through who, who he is. Is he just the narrator? Is he playing the
0: character? It's still? so metatextual. It used to fuck me up. I had the VHS of Andrew Lloyd Webber's not very good musical, Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat, where Maria Friedman plays the narrator. And there are points in that show where the narrator becomes sort of in the action. Mm-hmm. And as a child, it used to really upset me. I was, like, "Fucked up <laughs> by this interplay of realities. And to be honest, R. Kelly's made it worse. Yeah,
1: he, he really... Ha- There's another chapter later on where he appears in that same bedroom from chapter one, just sort of, like, watching the events that unfolded after he left. <laughs> but he isn't actually narrating. He's, he's just, he's just sat smoking a cigar. But then, madder still, there are times where he just, like, he fades in and out. Like, just mm, randomly.
0: But for reasons that are never used again and never explained. What if the, the half that he was referring to in the final 51 and a half is like the camera pans out and it's revealed that, like, R. Kelly was watching all of this <laughs> on as a, of, like, fifth or sixth R. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many layers. <laughs> so removed, overlocking. So, like... He then
1: appears in the closet in Chapter 9, as you saw, uh-huh. bursts out of it, and the scenery behind him, like, freezes.
0: Are the closets canonically anything? Like, no. do they mean anything? Are they just a hiding place? Well, that, that's, they... that's what we're coming on to okay.
1: very soon. Um, so he appears there and goes back into that closet. And then that's just sort of it for yeah. the narrator. Like, he doesn't really come back.
0: He's probably made such an impact. At that point <laughs> he, probably, that
1: he probably is trapped in that yeah. closet. The, the finale <laughs> He's that I am Narnia. not paying to see is just him being freed. Ah. So it kind of leads us on to whether or not this is a serious endeavor. Yeah, how serious an endeavor is
0: it? Like, and the like, the part part of that question is like, is the whole thing a metaphor for coming out? Yeah. So because it's it is it well <laughs> it, it just it as a project. Like, regardless of whether he meant for it to be, that just is how it reads.
1: It's, it's actually really hard to tell how serious it is yeah. or is not. Like, tonally, it's wild. Cause the first one is played pretty straight. Uh huh. As is the second one, the bit. And then, like, some of it is, like, like I say, chapter 10 is like f- shit jokes and, like, There's a midget having a fight with a policeman. Yeah. Like, it's just absurd. Um, Some people, like, the commentary around it varies so much. Some people just fucking love it and think it's dumb but fun. Uh Uh-huh. Some people think it's, like, musically revolutionary and genre-bending. Right. Um, Some people think that it's meant to be that, but is actually just shit. Some people have used it to write scholarship. Wow. (laughs) Like... I I read through, and in the end, I, I didn't like use anything from these articles because they were actually quite se- they are actually quite serious. Uh-huh. Um, but like one such is like an author called Riley Snorton wrote a chapter uh, in their book Black Sexuality on the Down Low, uh-huh. and there's an entire chapter about the series that's called Trapped in the Epistemological Closet, <laughs> <laughs> which is that's just so, good. so funny. There's there's actually quite a lot of the academia is about how this this sort of like relation to closet imagery yeah. and the representation of homosexuality well, more broadly.
0: It's such an obvious, like, it's a name that only meant that prior yeah, to this. But and yet the text, as far as I could see, never engaged with it on that. No. Level
1: but, and I think that the issue is that I, I think he just really likes closets. Do well, so you think he just didn't know that? As a narrative device. He must have done. Like, he can't not have done. <laughs> I but, love the idea that he did. But I genuinely think he just likes them as a Secret narrative spaces. tool. Because you can hide something in yeah. it and then have it revealed. It could have been it,
0: trapped in the vents if we were living in like, the alien It literally could have spaceship. been,
1: yeah. <laughs> it could have been in the cupboard. Yeah. It could have been in the box. Like, it, I just think that he likes that. Like the, what was it? The raccoon jumping at us in until dawn. Oh, yeah, Like, Which it's time? just a good... It's just a good jump scare, a good reveal, a good surprise. The entire because the entire thing just feels like it was made on a one huge, never-ending whim. Right. (laughs) So it's just filled with whatever he liked or was thinking about. It could be cigars, it could be jokes about shit. Um, the possibly my favorite part from the um Klosterman uh Guardian article is that he observed. He is pathologically obsessed with the telephone. Much of Chapter 17 centres on Silver's inability to get quality cell reception while driving (laughs) under an overpass. Chapter 22 is exclusively comprised of phone conversations. Within the world of Trapped in the Closet, there is no situation that necessitates voicemail. Characters will still answer a ringing phone while actively threatening their adversaries at gunpoint. (laughs) The irony of this omnipresent phone banter is that people in this narrative still can't understand what's really happening to them. It's possible that R. Kelly believes the acceleration of technology erodes the authenticity of human interaction. It's equally possible that this thought has never occurred to him and never will. (laughs) (laughs) He also talks about, you know, how the humour of it and how funny it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, it's got a very, like, The Room-esque, like, being unable to tell. Because I think, from what I've seen, he lent into... I mean, parts of it definitely are supposed to be funny. Hmm. Parts of it, I don't think, probably were. But in the same way that Tommy Wiseau didn't mean for the whole of the room to be funny. Yeah. I think he seems to be coming to terms, or last time I checked, was like, you know, you, he doesn't take it very seriously.
1: No, like like the, the interview with the guy who went over to his house to watch it, yeah. he seems to be, you know, really leaning into this idea of it's funny. He didn't take the project too seriously. Yeah. But at the same time, you know the, the earlier contract. parts. The earlier parts are are not really all that funny. Yeah. Beyond the fact that the entire premise is just insane, and it's
0: also such a long joke. Like it's yeah. just such a long period of that time that cannot to
1: an have honest. any punchline. So yeah. I I do think it's one of those things where retrospectively he has decided, okay, this is actually supposed to be yeah. funny. I'll put in some more like weird shit so that. It looks like I'm trying to, but I'm still going to tell the the exact same story. Um, The problem is that it's really hard to kind of like assess how funny it's supposed to be because a lot of the recurring plot devices and, and like themes are quite dark, Uh right? Like there's lots about uh, infidelity, police brutality, sex work, mob violence aids gets a, a wow. big big plot line in there the the like end of the um the sort of like first two blocks yeah. of this that was re- released the cliffhanger which people had to wait let's let's remember five more years to see any more <laughs> crazy of, seems to be that Possibly all the characters have AIDS. All of them, yeah, because of
0: the inter- because they've all yeah. Of yeah one of fucking. them
1: did, and therefore they possibly all
0: have. Is so like how is that resolved? Do I
1: they- well, I don't know. Okay, I haven't even read up on what happens in okay. the ones I haven't seen Fair because I knew that if I did, then I'd buy it to watch it because yeah, yeah. I really want to see it. Um, and also because, like I say, I didn't really want to talk too much about. Exactly what goes on in it, because there is no, there's no entry or exit point for it. It would sound like you lost your mind if you just narrated the book. It would. The, the Wikipedia page, if you, if you really can't bring yourself to watch it, has a breakdown of every single one, Uh uh, including what the cliffhanger line at the end is, because they all end on a cliffhanger line. Um, and it just breaks down the chapters one by one. And it honestly is the maddest reading that you could do. So it's hard to assess, you know, how, Um, sincere it is because you can't consider the tone of the piece without considering R. Kelly himself. Yeah. Now, something that we've sort of touched on but that I'm sure many people are wondering if we're going to come back to is what about all of R. Kelly's crimes? His terrible
0: crimes that he's done. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it's actually one of the funniest aspects of, of doing the research for this has been that the so the accusations of being involved with child pornography, right? Which was this supposed video of him pissing on a fourteen-year-old girl, was all coming to a head just at the time that he was releasing all of this. So he was going to trial for that one month after the event in New York where he premiered the oh second lot. Like this was so. So whilst he was eventually at that trial acquitted of those allegations. Wow. Um, every single contemporary article has to sometimes very crassly be like, by the way, he's also possibly a <laughs> like, nonce.
0: Oh God. Like,
1: I mean like, but anyway, back to trapped in the closet, yeah. like, cause we can't actually say that he is or not because there's been no trial. Yeah.
0: So like literally all of them have to like make that. Yeah. So, there are two, there are not two greater extremes of tonal like imbalances to have to, navigate within one article where you're talking about this man who has possibly done a truly heinous crime and also has done a truly bizarre something in the form of Trapped in the Closet. <coughs> like, it's an incredible act to try and pin yeah. those two together in one And And you know article.
1: what? Neal, the way that the, nearly all of them have done it is to just, like, in very Trapped in the Closet style, just just, just throw, throw it out there <laughs> and then move on. The MTV article that I quoted earlier <laughs> open with this... This amazing set of Uh sentences. R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet has had many people wondering just where he gets such ideas. On Wednesday night, he joked that they come from outer space. Kelly, along with the Independent Film Channel, hosted an event at New York's IFC Centre, where he screened chapters 13 to 22 of his musical soap opera, Dramedy. Despite facing life-altering changes uh, with his trial on child pornography beginning on September the 17th, Kelly was in a celebratory mood. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Which is, again, like, just a hell of a way to throw that in and then just move yeah. on, chat about the event, what it's... happened. Um, the most insane, though, is <coughs> is his Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Um Which, like most of them, starts off with like detailing his importance to R&B as a genre, listing his hits and Uh awards, then takes a hard right turn with the phrase, since the 1990s, Kelly has been accused of sexual abuse and misconduct, often with underage girls, Uh and ends with this. Now, this I I didn't know the full extent of. I assumed that what was sort of ongoing was still like charges related mostly to noncing it up.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was that as well. Well, I thought he had some kind of house where he was like grooming people. Yeah, allegedly.
1: Yeah. So so this is this is what it says. On February twenty second, twenty nineteen, Kelly was indicted on ten counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse. On July eleventh, he was arrested on federal charges alleging sex crimes, human trafficking, racketeering, child pornography, and obstruction of justice. Kelly faces a total of 22 federal counts, including child pornography, kidnapping, and forced labour as of July- January 29th, 2021. As a result, he is currently incarcerated. Is that thank now? Oh God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, like... I don't understand how it's taken this long if it's all, <laughs> basically it is just the same thing. All the same things
1: that have been going on I think th- for sort of 31 wasn't, years. Wasn't now. there
0: like a big documentary that came out about yes, him? Yes, Surviving R. Kelly, yeah. I think it was called. And I, yeah. I, if I remember correctly, it's like that he's been able to get a lot of the victims through... Years of psychological abuse to like back him at various points. Of yeah, the various
1: like trials. In, yeah, in all of the the like trials previously, they've just all all said no, he's not
0: guilty. It sounds was, like a kind of cult situation.
1: What it literally is, he said on his Wikipedia. There is uh, where is it here? Um, alleged sex cult. That's literally one of the subheadings on his Wikipedia page. Wow. Like it's amazing how it goes from artistry, musical style and influences, vocal style and lyrical themes, Rockland Records, and then the next set of subheadings are illegal marriage, alleged sex cult, allegations of music industry complicity. It, it just goes on. Like there's more it's on his page game. about crimes than there is about music.
0: Yeah. Um, well, he wrote 400
1: videos of wrote, the uh, Yeah. And I think Down that the, the whole show.
0: thing is just him fucking laughing at us. You think it's like a Machiavellian, like in uh, yeah. in Seven, where he's like taunting the police. I I genuinely is it his do Zodiac message because
1: in the in, in the in the like narrative of Trapped in the Closet, he is like working with the mafia. He's like always like he's right, happy to like pull out his gun and shoot people yeah. here and there. Like he's just like he is a criminal in it, yeah. and it's like. He, he actually is a criminal. It just feels like one, the whole thing is just an excuse to, to just like play up this image and know that for a long, long time, nothing was ever going to happen because of it. Yeah. It's, it's, it, the one thing that it definitely isn't is anything to do with being gay and
0: coming out which is which is so weird because lest we forget the title is trapped, trapped in the
1: closet, closet. <laughs> and at multiple points he is trapped in a closet and then comes out of that yeah. closet
0: he's going to be trapped in one big metal closet <laughs> oh,
1: for the, rest of his the life. biggest metalist closet of all the the like final thing that i that i had um here to sort of like talk about which is more of a sort of just a fun fact uh-huh but one of those beautiful things that, that only comes about very, very rarely is, um, at the beginning of his Wikipedia page, it mentions, um, sort of like, obviously, as I said, his importance to like redefine and reinvigorate R and B. Um, and then it goes on to what some of his nicknames are for this. Okay. Um, now <laughs> it says here earning him such nicknames as the king of R and B. Cool. The king of pop soul. And the Pied Piper of R <laughs> <laughs> The Pied,
0: Pied Piper of R That's so, that was definitely given to by by someone who knew he was a not. Yeah, exactly. Like, a because then in, in the little like
1: sidebar information, it's got like the born, you know, his name, yeah. there, and then other names. It just says Pied Piper, <laughs> which that's, is just that's so, horrific. It's absolutely it's really scary. It it reminds me of oh. of, of the guy in. <laughs> The, uh, the the Yorkshire the Ripper, Yorkshire Ripper documentary. documentary, who where they interview his boss after he is arrested at the like truck place or whatever. where like. he worked, yeah. And the boss says like pan. like that. Yeah, we all used to call him the Ripper because he looked exactly like the description. And seemed and like the kind of guy. And you'd and you'd come and interviewed him like seven times about
0: these killings. And he was like his. Just don't, don't, don't let your mind go past this fact, listener. They had a man in their workplace who they nicknamed the Yorkshire, Yorkshire Ripper, Ripper, who was the Yorkshire Ripper for years. For, that for is insane. the whole time he was working. Can with you imagine the atmosphere in their office the day after
1: he was arrested? It's like,
2: guess, guess uh, did you see the like news that. about Pete? <laughs> it's
0: really bad.
1: Yeah, it just. The, the, the very fact of him being the Pied Piper of R&B, because there is, there's no reason. The Pied Piper is only famous for it, stealing is children. Is famous and for playing leading, and leading. R. Kelly doesn't play a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> for leading children into a cave away from their families. Like, yeah. there's no, <laughs> there's no other reason why that would be, like, you know, the king, the pie yeah, piper, piper, is not a stand-in not, for king. It's is not is it? part of the royal court. <laughs> you don't get a
0: promotion to earl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just, it is just for being a ox. I want to find who gave him that nickname <laughs> because hats off, yeah. hats off to that whistleblower, <laughs> pulling the pulling the safety cord quickly and and permanently on R. Yeah,
1: so that it's it's there forever in in text in
0: his Wikipedia. The the main the
1: main takeaway like from this is well there are a few number one is you do all have to watch it like even if not all of it like
0: me yeah you just have to watch some it is very it is very unique I mean there is some value in watching and trying to just make sense of what it could possibly mean yeah i it, i I truly believe that it cannot
1: mean anything that there's no way for it to mean something there's there's just
0: too much. It It would have to mean a lot of... Maybe it means everything.
1: Maybe maybe (laughs) that's that's it, yeah. Like, there's honestly not enough focus on any one aspect of the plot for any of it to be meaningful. Uh, The uh, the second takeaway is that we we can't be ignoring this shit for decades any longer.
0: Yeah, there are probably other things that fall into this category of, like, just things that have been overlooked. I always think that the Millennium Dome is a prime example of one of the weirdest things ever to happen in my lifetime that everyone's just forgotten about. Guys, there was a huge mouth in a building <laughs> that children had to walk into to see three brains, one of which had a fez on, tell, tell sort of a weird Tommy Cooper-esque joke about the body. It was very weird. But yeah, there must be other, these like lacunas that have just slipped everyone's mind or that we all just take for granted. Because Trapped in the Closet, yeah, I have not thought about it in eight years easily. Hmm. Like it just never comes up. At all.
1: Yeah, it was the sort of thing where I I wasn't sure going into this whether you'd know what on earth it was because I assumed that if you did know, you'd have made me watch it. <laughs> like, it's one of those things that yeah, you would have true. 100% shared. But it's it's never come up in the God knows how many years now that we've known each other. Seven years. he
0: piped, piped it right out of our minds.
1: Yeah, he just let it straight in one ear and straight out the other. Um I suppose the final takeaway is that he is an
0: abysmal person. Yeah. He's super
1: needs to be in prison. And it's just like, thankfully he is. (laughs) Um, Hopefully he will be for longer, but like, it's just, it's one of those things that's just so much worse. The more you read about it. Yeah. And it, it, Watching people on the um like in these articles try and do this weird balancing act of like <laughs> there it is, and then like realizing that we're going to have to do the same balancing act. It's so weird that this is something that spans so much time. Uh-huh. Like that, I think is the is the thing that that really like hammers at home for me is this idea of like, well, <laughs> you know, if it's since the nineteen nineties, this is like three decades that this is this is crazy, and and that he's able to like hire out a theatre and tell people it just keeps rhyming and rhyming because yeah. the aliens keep putting
0: the rhymes in my brain. Anyway, his 10 new episodes. It is, it is very, very bad. It's it's also, there's like a correlation between like the frivolousness of the thing he's made and then the utter like Depravity. damning se- severity of what he's done. Like there's something very upsetting yeah, it, it, the dichotomy
1: yeah if you know Ted Bundy was making little like Flickbook cartoons
0: yeah, um, about how he was hidden in a closet
1: yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's uh, that, that's all that, that we've got that's on that one thank, thank God um, you never know he he could get acquitted. He could come straight back and make another dozen more. He'll probably make him
0: in prison somehow.
1: Yeah, uh, wouldn't surprise me. He only needs his voice. Yeah. I'm sure he can. Sure, he can get the inmates to like lip sync along He'll to. He'll get him. stabbed to death because
0: he won't <laughs> stop singing. Someone's going to shiv him because they're fed up of hearing um, oh, the, the priest. Don't threaten me with a good time. Well, there we have it. Another deep dive from your Tass pals over at That's a Shame podcast. This very one that we're doing right now we've got some little plugs and then we're out of here for another two weeks but in the intervening week of course we do have big bad books which is really going well I would say powering through that that great book that you're loving every, oh every I of. can't get enough of that it's great really book. a writing tips podcast actually we've pivoted so it's if you want to learn how to write as well as Ernest Cline that's the place to be oh yeah and, yeah. and let me tell you there's so many things for sure Where should people be checking out in the meantime?
1: So, the places that they can check are... They're plentiful. There's a smorgasbord of ways to get in touch. I think that shame.city is a great hub. Yeah, I'd say so. That's the website. And from there, it branches out into all of the different very good projects that we're doing at the moment. Yep. If you fancy speaking to us, having a chat, getting into the, the Shame City community, you could go to shame.city slash Discord. That's a nice site. That is a nice site, isn't it? And then you'll come straight in. Whee! We'll welcome Tumbling you. Down we'll the or our little bot, Sondheim bot, will welcome you. <clears throat> um be beautiful. You could check us out over at shame.city slash Twitch.
0: Yeah. Where we're doing
1: lots of streaming. I'll be doing some solo streaming possibly this yep. week. It's going to be huge.
0: Lots of upsetting puzzles and things. You can
1: follow us uh, on Twitter over at Shame City Gang, at That's a Shame Cast, or at Big Bad Books. Very nice. Um, if you fancied throwing any coin our way, mm. you could head over to patreon.com Shame City, which is in the process of being retooled, rejigged, <clears throat> reconfigured, yep. and reinvigorated.
0: All of the above. Until next time, two weeks from today, I've been Isaac, you've been... I've been Declan. See you in the closet. Bye, guys. Look
2: for the bare necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I'm in mean the bare necessities of oh, mother nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. To make some honey just for me The bare necessities of life will come to you Necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Oh Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities